welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian. My name is Jo. I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor here to smash the taboo of binge eating. How is it going? If you celebrate Christmas, it's coming pretty close. I'm recording this now and it's the 20th of December. A couple of episodes ago, I spoke to you about managing festive binge eating and it seems that that episode really struck a chord with many of you. For many reasons, this time of the year can be really tricky when you are feeling challenged by binge eating or working on developing a healthier relationship with food. Today, I thought I would delve more into navigating diet talk at this time of year. I'm so grateful that there's lots of chat about this online. I'm seeing lots of resources on Instagram and on other websites about how to handle diet and weight loss talk, either around the dinner table, with friends and family you haven't seen all year, or with wider relatives that you just know are going to be judging you for your weight or talking about their own bodies and weight gain. And whilst there is so much informative content about how to answer back to weight and diet chat and to shut down the conversation, I'm not seeing so much recognition for the fact that maybe, and of course there's no judgment with this, maybe this is the first year that you will be on the other side of diet chat. Maybe you were somebody who always chats about weight and diet and commenting on calories. Maybe last year you were this person that this year you were trying to avoid. And I can't reiterate this enough. If this year you aren't dieting and you cringe at previous years and all the diet, calorie, body and weight chat that you partook in, please don't berate yourself. And here is why. Because we have all been that person. Please know that anyone, including me, who is preaching a life without dieting, restriction and weight loss, we have all been on the other side of it. I remember Christmases where I was on the other side, preaching to others, hey, you know how many calories are in that? Or, you know, if you swap quark for that sour cream, you are going to make a killer calorie saving. My point here is that anyone who promotes anti-diet and intuitive eating likely, most likely, have been in the diet space at some point. I have seen the harm that promoting weight loss and dieting can cause, especially for those who struggle with binge eating. And that's what drives me to spread this message far and wide because I have seen at first hand that harm. I want as many of you who are feeling miserable because of dieting and always striving for weight loss to come over here and join me in the land of food freedom. But I know, and I think that you know too, that you have to arrive here at your own pace. It's crucial that you find this way of life on your own time. It can't be rushed. You have to be ready. And most importantly, you have to want it. You have to not want to diet anymore. Anyway, I digress. What I really want to do today is give you some guidance on how to manage diet talk when in years previous, maybe even just last year, you were the one who was dishing out the advice on how to diet and lose weight. And please stick around until the end. In today's 30 second cereal box book review, I'm going to be reviewing a YouTube channel, which is great because we need as many mediums as possible to spread this anti-diet intuitive eating message. And the channel I'm reviewing today is a really good one. All right, for now, let's crack on with three tips to navigating Christmas weight loss talk when previously you would have engaged in that talk yourself and maybe you've even enjoyed it. Tip number one is to find a role model. So let's be real. I know that you have a ton of people in mind who are chronic diet advisors. 
the ones you are nervous seeing at Christmas because you just know that they're, they're going to be up in your game about your weight. But let's leave them aside for a moment. I want you to think about someone in your life who doesn't give two hoots about weight loss. Someone who you just know doesn't care about your weight, their weight or anyone else's weight because they are just too busy with more interesting things and enjoying life. I want you to hold these people so close in your mind. Really think about them. Get into the specifics about what they do or don't do that makes them an anti-diet role model. What do they say or don't say? How do they talk about food? Let's say if they're talking about a brownie, would they say, oh, this is so fattening or calorific or gosh, I'm so bold for eating this? Or do they say more neutral things like, it was fine, it was rich, it had too much chocolate or not enough chocolate chips? Notice the difference. It is a very subtle difference. What else do they talk about? Their life, their travels, studies, hobbies. If you could give a percentage of how much they talk about dieting and their bodies compared with how other people, the chronic dieters in your life, talk about their weight and bodies, how does it compare? How much do you talk about these topics? This first tip is all about taking a step back and noticing where the diet influences come from. Who is in your life at this time of year that is unfortunately deeply ingrained in diet culture and who makes you feel warm and fuzzy because they notice you for you? You don't have to tell them that they are your role model, but envisage how your role model would handle certain situations. That can be a really good grounding. If you're feeling a bit lost, think about what your role model would say. If you can't think of anyone in your personal life, choose someone off the telly or online. Tip number two is to consider taking a year off. If you don't feel comfortable going straight from a serial diet talker one year to anti-dieter the next, consider using this festive period as a kind of buffer in between. This year has been crazy in so many ways and I'm guessing that your normal festivities have changed in some way. Maybe this year would be a good excuse to take some time to just observe, be neutral Take a year off from any kind of diet or indeed non-diet chat. Use this year to take it all in. Notice who is most triggering, most vocal about their diet plan or hopes to lose weight in the new year. Notice how you feel in yourself. There's going to be some individuals who make you feel at ease and not even a little bit judged in the body that you're in and others who make you feel really insecure and self-conscious. Maybe they talk at length about how they feel fat even though they are probably in a smaller body than you are. Or they are just on and on about a new regime that is changing their lives. And that makes you feel bad because you think that you should be trying a new diet plan, even though you're trying to recover from binge eating. This tip is for you if you feel so overwhelmed by the whole thing. Not knowing if you are really into intuitive eating, or maybe you just haven't found the right diet plan for you yet. Maybe you're still trying to figure out what is causing your binge eating. Or you just haven't figured out who those toxic influences in your life are. If you prefer to go straight from weight loss icon to anti-diet queen, that's cool. There isn't a right or wrong to this. But I know that you may be self-conscious about one year being all about weight loss and then the next year you're all about pro-intuitive eating and all anti-diet. If you're a bit unsure about whether you should or could head straight into preaching intuitive eating at this year's dinner table, 
this is your permission not to choose. You can just take a year off. Don't agree with your mom when she talks about needing to lose weight and don't agree with your dad when he says that the weight loss industry is a load of nonsense. Tip number three for navigating Christmas diet chat when in previous years you used to partake in it yourself is to be armed with the evidence. So if you have decided that you don't want to take any more time to think about it, you are ready to jump in and be an anti-diet advocate. Way hey, go you, good on you. I'm thrilled for you and well done for having the courage to go against the grain of diet culture. All right, so not to scare you, but at some point you may be faced with your Auntie Mary or Uncle John making some comment about how quote unquote excess weight is the leading cause of everything. So to enter into these battles, I need you to be armed with some evidence. Here are three key pieces of evidence I want you to scribble down somewhere. The first is when Auntie Mary or Uncle John talks about how such and such has gained so much weight and their health would be so much better if they just lost weight, remind them that research has shown that people who are told to lose weight by loved ones or healthcare professionals are less likely to lose weight and less likely to partake in health-promoting behaviours such as eating a more varied diet, partaking in physical activity, or attend doctor's appointments. Hey, Auntie Mary or Uncle John, maybe, just maybe, we just shouldn't be discussing other people's weights as much because we're not doing them any good. Key piece of evidence number two is that 45 million Americans are always on a diet. And I'm sorry, I couldn't find the same statistic for Ireland or the UK, but globally, research is indicating that weight trajectory is increasing, not decreasing. I wonder, Auntie Mary or Uncle John, if the multi-billion diet industry has anything to do with this. You often hear that the global weight management market is worth 70 billion US dollars or so, which is more money than we can envisage. But truth be told, that figure is only what it's worth in the United States. Globally, the weight loss market is worth approximately 190 billion US dollars. And just a reminder, because I always forget this, a billion is 1,000 million. So that level of money is just inconceivable. And the weight loss industry depends on returning customers. They depend on people coming back and putting money back into the diet industry. People don't just do it once, have success and never need to do it again. It's returning customers. And remember in previous episodes, I spoke about how dieting feels like a drug. It's like returning customers are coming back for their next fix. And that's why the weight loss industry is so lucrative. Piece of evidence number three that I need you to arm yourself with is that When Auntie Mary or Uncle John comment on how this Christmas meal is going to cause them diabetes or high blood pressure or high cholesterol, remind them that a recent research study from the University of Bath showed that when young healthy men were given as much pizza to eat as they physically could, they ate about twice as much as they would normally, yet remarkably managed to keep the amount of nutrients in the bloodstream within normal range. Results showed that after eating as much as these healthy men physically could, blood glucose levels were no higher than after a normal meal, 
Blood lipids like triglycerides and non-esterified fatty acids were only slightly higher despite having consumed over twice as much fat. And yeah, okay, I understand this study has some limitations. For example, it was carried out on young, healthy men. But what it indicates is that it's very likely that one large meal is not going to have any effect on your short-term or long-term physical or mental health. Hey, would you look at that? I've given you a list within a list. But anyway, I feel like it was warranted because you can never have enough research when you are talking about anti-diet and intuitive eating. So I'm going to link those studies in the show notes. And in all of my episodes, I will put links to the research in the show notes. So always make sure to have a peek. I'm going to recap on these tips now. So if this is the first year that you have been in the anti-diet space and you're feeling a bit self-conscious because in previous years, maybe even last year, you would have taken part in this diet talk yourself and maybe you even enjoyed it. So my first tip is to find a role model. Find somebody in your life who either in your personal life or from the online or from the TV world, somebody who doesn't care about your weight, their weight or anybody else's weight. And when you meet up with them or you talk to them, you feel seen you feel like they see you for who you are and don't give two hoots about what you look like. Tip number two is to consider taking this year off. What a perfect year to just take a step back from everything and don't partake in diet talk, but don't partake in anti-diet talk either. Just take this year to observe. Take a look at who is really triggering in your life, what situations make you feel bad in your body, make you feel self-conscious and maybe next year you can start to implement some, you know, some strategies to not feel so bad or to, you know, not partake in diet talk, but you don't have to do it this year. This year is your permission not to choose. And tip number three is if you feel ready to start talking about anti-diet, make sure that you are armed with some evidence. So I've listed three key pieces of evidence there that are going to help to get you on your way. But, you know, there's lots out there. Follow some intuitive eating pages on Instagram and always make sure to check the show notes where I place any research that I discuss in my podcasts. All right. Thank you so much for listening. That is the end of today's podcast. If you liked it, I would be so grateful if you could rate and review on iTunes and please come and say hi to me on Instagram. I love when you guys message, so please don't hold back. Um, I'm at binge.eating.dietitian and I will see you on the next episode. But first, I'm going to review Melanie Murphy's YouTube channel. So Melanie Murphy is a YouTuber from Scaries in Ireland, and she has been through her whole journey with eating disorders. So she is a really good role model for you all. So check that out, and I will see you on the next episode. Melanie Murphy is a 30-something-year-old Irish lifestyle YouTuber who talks about her recovery through eating disorders, including orthorexia and binge eating. Melanie Murphy now follows intuitive eating, and what I like most about watching her videos is she isn't or doesn't claim to be a healthcare professional or an expert in this subject. So what we see is just a very real-life depiction of intuitive eating. Melanie talks about lots of different things on her channel, so I will link the videos specifically relating to eating disorders, binge eating, orthorexia and intuitive eating in the show notes so you can take a look.